Welcome to the Discipleship Now podcast, hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner, an author, ordained minister, and father of three. Dr. Turner has pastored, held multiple ministry leadership roles, and currently serves as the Mission USA Administrator of the Congregational Holiness Church. In each episode, we'll dive into different aspects of discipleship, sharing personal stories and experiences, as well as insights and teachings from the Bible. Our hope is that this podcast will serve as a source of encouragement and inspiration for all who listen, whether you're a seasoned Christian or just beginning your journey of faith. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join Dr. Matthew Turner on this journey of discipleship. Do you remember your very first job? I certainly remember mine. I started working at 16 years old at a local grocery store. It was a small store in the small town that I grew up in in Alabama. And I learned so many great things um, there at that job. It taught me some great foundational truths about what it means to work and how to be responsible in different ways. And I really look back on my time there at that grocery store with a lot of fond memories. And the people that I met and the people I worked with, I'm grateful for that job. What I have learned since then is that my work really does matter to God, that it's important how I work because how I work can bring honor or dishonor to the Lord. Hello, I'm Dr. Matthew Turner, and welcome to Discipleship Now. I'm so grateful that you have joined with me as we look at this subject today about how that our work truly does matter. And in this episode and so many others, we look at life and faith and family and ministry and how those things work together with one another. And in this particular episode, I want to look to one of the one of the letters that Paul wrote to the to the people of the Colossian people in Colossians chapter number three. And I want us to look at a very familiar passage of scripture that I'm sure that you could almost quote, um, but it teaches us so many wonderful things and I want us to talk about how that our work matters. But Paul wrote in Colossians chapter three and verse number 23, he said, and whatever you do, do it heartily or with all of your heart as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. And so I want to talk to you for just a few moments about how that our work truly matters. And the first things that I want to point out to you that that I have learned is, is that really how I work can be a form of worship to the Lord. It, it can be um, a way that I appreciate and I show appreciation to the Lord. Um, and when I think about work, and a lot of times when we think about work, we think about, oh, I got to get up Monday and go to work. And I've certainly said that myself. Um, either you've had a long weekend, you've had a relaxing weekend, and you wish that that could just go on and on forever, right? And so when Monday comes and you have to go to work, I know sometimes you think, oh, man, I've got to go back to work on Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or whatever days that you work. But truly, the job that you have is a job that God has given you. He has given you this job, and so our response to his blessing should be, is God, I'm going to use my work as a place of worship and a place that you can be glorified through it. The truth of the matter is, is that God is the one who gives us work and has blessed us with the ability to work. All the way back in the garden in Genesis chapter 2, we see that it was God's intention all from the beginning for people 
to work. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 says, And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden to work and take care of it. God took man after he created him, placed him in the garden. Why? Scripture says to work and to take care of it. God intended Adam to have a job and, and in the garden and to keep this job and to work at it. And, and the plain hard fact is, is that God desires man to work. And I think that not only here on this earth, but I, I believe that in heaven one of these days, we're not just going to be flowing around on a breeze or on a cloud like so often we think about or so often it is portrayed. But I believe in heaven we're also going to have a job to do. That's to please the Lord, to worship Him. And I think that there's going to be some sort of specific task that He gives us. What that may be, I'm not sure. But just as He's given us a, a specific task here in this earth, this side of heaven, I believe he's going to have something for us to do when we get to heaven. And what the fall of man did for work is it made work hard. And you know the scripture in Genesis chapter 3, and God tells Adam, by the sweat of your brow, you'll eat your food and until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust you are and for dust you will return. So the fall man's sin made work hard, but the fall did not create work. I think we get that backwards sometimes, that because of sin, now we have to work. That's not true at all. God has created man to work and woman to work. He's given you strength. He's given you muscles. He's given you a mind full of intelligence so that you can work. And Jesus himself, for 30 years, from the time he was... able to uh, begin working with his earthly father. He, uh, he spent a great deal of his life learning in the workplace. And, and, uh, and while he may not have uh, had some sort of full-time, huge carpentry shop or some huge job, at least from Scripture, we're not told that he had something like that. We do know that he trained. It was the custom of the day to train under uh, your father, or learn a trade from your father. He was somewhat of an apprentice, if you will, and no doubt Jesus himself worked. And if the Son of God worked, and we must also understand that it's God's will for our life to work. And I want to encourage you that God has blessed you with the job that you have. And I know that many of you who may be working, you may be carpenters, farmers, secretaries, homemakers, or whatever it might be that God has blessed you to do. Whatever job you have, God has truly blessed you with that job. He's blessed you with the ability to get up in the morning and make a living like you do. He's blessed you with that job that you're working in, with the ability of working. And in, in turn, how you work is a blessing and pleasing to the Lord. I think about the life of Joseph in in Genesis chapter 41, how that God took a young man, and he went through some pretty terrible circumstances. If you remember the story of Joseph and and read it, I encourage you to go back and read that incredible story. It spans several chapters of this story of what happens to Joseph, but God had his hand on Joseph so much that he eventually took a job or was given a job that made him the second in command to Pharaoh of all of Egypt. It was it was God's design for Joseph. Yes, he went through some terrible circumstances and situation, but God worked it all out 
so that Joseph received a promotion or a job so that he could then bless others. And no doubt, the way Joseph worked was pleasing to the Lord. And then I think about Paul in the New Testament. And Paul was not a full-time evangelist. We know that Scripture says, Acts 18, it says that Paul was a tent maker. And so wherever he stayed and whomever he stayed with during his downtime or whatever time he had, he was a tent maker, a repairer of tents, maybe a, a maker of new tents and selling those tents and repairing tents and making money off of it. But it helped him in ministry to live, to eat, to work. And so God blessed Paul. He blessed Joseph and so many others in Scripture with a job. And beloved, he has also blessed you with a job. And I know when we think about worshiping, we think about, well, that's that's for when you're in church and you're, you're singing songs and your hands are lifted and you're worshiping God. And certainly that is definitely worship. But I want to encourage you and maybe just just hopefully challenge you to think about your job, your day-to-day job, as a time, as a moment to worship. So tomorrow when you get up and you go to work, I want to challenge you to get up with the mindset that, yes, while I'm going to work, get up with the mindset that I'm going to worship, that I'm going to do the best job that I can at the job that God has given me because I understand that this job has come from the Lord. And I want to honor him and I want to bless him. And so by blessing him, by honoring him, it means that I give my all and I work as hard as I can uh, at this job because God has blessed me with the job. But not only that, I think it's important to not only understand that God has blessed me with a job, but that also that God has given us an anointing to that job, an anointing or gifting, if, if that word fits better for you. God has given you a gifting to work. I've always been so uh, so taken back and, and really kind of standing in awe of people who can create something out of nothing. My wife has this incredible ability to create things, to look at something and to see its end product and even understand the steps that are needed in order to make something that is nothing into what uh, she wants it to be, and so she, whether she's molding something, painting something, or or even nailing something together with uh, you know pieces of wood together and carving something out, she has this incredible gifting that God has given her to see something that's barren uh, into something that is beautiful. And I've always been amazed by people that could do that: painters of houses, painters or shapers of clay or stonework, stone masons, whatever it may be. Um, I know that there's a particular time in my life that I thought I could be a carpenter. I have a couple of carpenters in my family, and so for some reason I thought I could, so I set out to buy, to to make me this desk for my room. And I was still living at home with my parents at this time, but I was going to build this desk. And so I bought some wood, found some wood that uh, was lying around the house or, or outside, and went to Lowe's and bought me some wood and put this table together and oh my goodness if you could see a picture of this desk it was horrendous looking oh my lord it was the most unlevel desk that you've ever tried to sit at (laughs) and there was so many things it was crazy heavy i used the the absolute worst type of wood and wrong type of wood 
that one could use to build something like this. You could hardly pick it up. It was so heavy. So I, I got it in the house and got it down the hall to where my door was to my bedroom. And I had built it too big to get in the door. I didn't think about measuring the desk and figuring out how big it needed to be or how small it needed to be just to get in the door. And so it was a disaster, to say the least. Now, for some reason or another, I thought I was a carpenter, but I was absolutely, terribly uh, mistaken. But here's something that I know is true, because I've experienced it in my life and I've seen it in other people's lives, is that God gives people a gifting or an anointing to do certain things in life. And some of you are incredibly gifted in working with wood and making desks. Some of you are incredibly gifted in painting and, and crafting and, and other types of things. Some of you are gifted in business and, and you understand it just comes naturally to you. The, 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 the wordage and adage of contracts or maybe the law or whatever it may be. God has gifted each and every one of you with something to do. He's given you a great job, and he's also given you a great gifting in order to do that job. I know a lot of times when we think about anointing or gifting, we always think about it in ministry terms. And definitely, I believe and know that God has ministry for each and every one of us, but God also gives us giftings in our secular work as well. There's a, a great example of this in, in Scripture in 1 Kings chapter 19, where uh, the man of God is instructed to go and find Jehu, the son of Nimshi, and anoint him king over Israel. Well, the king certainly had some spiritual aspects to it, but it definitely was a spiritual uh, a spiritual job, yes, but it was definitely a, a secular job. It was something that that they were supposed to do, and and uh, and it brought blessings not only to them personally, but blessings to those around them. And God has particularly anointed or gifted you to not only bring blessing and gifting to your you and your family, but to others as well. And so, I want to encourage you. That God has given you a gift that is your job, but also given you a gift in the ability to do a good job <laughs> at your job. So, so, so I want to encourage you that whatever your job may be, that your work truly does matter. And the last thing I want to encourage you with in this short little podcast is I want to encourage you that that you are not working just for your boss, or for your company. But because God has given you that job and then given you that gifting to do that job, you truly are working for God and not for man. And going back to this incredible scripture in Colossians chapter 3, where Paul is, is encouraging us and telling us that whatever we do, we need to do it heartily or with all of our heart as to the Lord, that what we do, we should keep this mindset that we are working for the Lord rather than man. And our paycheck may have, you know, a company's name or a person's name on it of where the monetary gain came from, but truly God has gifted us with that job, with that gifting, so that we can earn a paycheck and so that we could provide for our families. 
And I think about this this scripture in Ephesians chapter 6. This is, again, another um, letter that Paul wrote. And this is what he said. He said, Obey your earthly masters. Uh, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with due respect and fear, with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all of the time and not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all of your heart. Did you, did you hear what, what Paul said? He likens us as slaves of Christ to how slaves obey their earthly masters. Listen one more time. Slaves, obey your earthly masters. And let's think about it in this way. You are an employee of an employer. So let's, if, if, you, if you will allow me, let's read it like this. Employee, obey your earthly employers with deep respect and fear. And serve them sincerely as you serve Christ. Try to please them all of the time, not just when they're watching you. And then he says, as slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all of your heart. How encouraging that is. And it really speaks volumes to us about our personal lives and about our personal jobs. That God, yes, has given us this great job. He's given us this great gifting in order to do the job. But we should obey and do everything we can to serve our employers, those who have hired us, and not just when they're watching us, Paul says. But we should do this as we are slaves to Christ, as we are worshipers of Christ. We should work our jobs to honor the Lord. And that's what I want to leave you with, this encouraging thought, is that we should honor God even with our work, because our work truly does matter. And so tomorrow as you get ready and you go to work, I want to encourage you to get up with the mindset that today I'm going to worship. I'm not just going to work. I'm not just going to go provide for my family. But today I'm going to go and I'm going to worship the Lord how I work. And so I'm going to bless others because I want to bless the Lord. I want to do good to others because I want to I want to bless and honor the Lord. And I want God to be pleased and satisfied with how I work because I'm pleased and satisfied with Him. And so I just want to encourage you today that your work truly does matter. Thank you so much for joining me. Please go to my website, Matthew Ryan Turner, and avail yourself to all of the resources that are available to you. Subscribe to the email list so that I can keep up with you and so that I can send you some encouraging thoughts along your journey. And I pray until next time that the Lord will bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner. We hope this episode has encouraged and inspired you on your faith journey. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others who might benefit from these conversations. Until next time, keep seeking Jesus and growing in your discipleship journey.